Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You were rolling with Jason and John, 929FM ESPN. Happy hump day to you. Memphis Grizzlies back at it on the road at Miami tonight. Coming off a, a win at Toronto on Monday that you can either feel good or feel bad about. We discussed that a little bit yesterday. We'll discuss the Heat, certainly. They've made some moves. Now, I don't expect, John, you may have some different information that Terry Rozier will be making his debut Tonight, they have a nationally televised game on TNT against Boston, his former team, tomorrow. Mm. So we'll see on Terry Rozier, who obviously the Miami Heat have acquired for Kyle Lowry and more. Uh, new look Heat, but maybe not so new look tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll get an idea. Miami, you need to know this, nine-and-a-half point favorite tonight uh, against our Grizzlies. Milwaukee Bucks reportedly in those discussions we touched on as we went out of here. John mentioned it. Doc Rivers. I'm going to be taking over for Adrian Griffin, it sounds like, or at least that's the point they're at now. Uh, Baseball Hall of Fame classes are out. It's not a great day for Gary Sheffield, though. I hate it for him. I know John's got a big, long take on that. It's an important week. I love Gary Sheffield. He's the one that had, he he was like a crazy hack. Exactly. Is that John just put his hands together and he, he had the exact. Gary Sheffield's stance. Yeah. That's amazing that yeah. you were able to pull <laughs> it's that It's noticeable, out. yeah. Also, steroids, people. Yeah, you know, that's a bad they, day for they you, too. They keep holding it against him, right? They ain't getting in. They ain't getting in. And then, But there's no proof for Gary Sheffield. Oh. Anyway, we don't We don't need to do this long and drawn out today. You know what? We I gotta that. Because there's things we got to fix, like Memphis basketball. Ain't that right, John? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we'll do our best. I heard you do it today with Jeff. Y'all were putting the pieces not together. necessarily. It's not necessarily a, 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 an endeavor down the to line. fix. It was yeah, just more like an, a di- diagnosis. Yeah, a lot of concerns yeah, that we need to address. It's a diagnosis, um, and we'll get into that. And look, people are pushing back because it, it was it was all good a week ago, and uh, now it's not as good. Uh, and and some of the uh, some of the analytics, which we know the metrics already were not super kind of Memphis when they were winning ten in a row. You know, now that you've lost two in a row. Uh, it's gotten a bit uglier, uh, and so we'll get into that here on the show. Mark Giannato going to join us at 1125. Aki Collins from Overtime Elite is going to join too, us. It's been too long. He has two guys. I, I'm be honest with you, I don't know what Aki's title is. Uh, I know he's with Overtime Elite, but I'd like to know what exactly his title is with uh, them. Boss, personnel director. Is he like? Yeah, is he like the? Um, I, I don't know. I know he's responsible for recruiting, but I don't know. Oh, what okay. That, <clears throat> you know, recruiting boss. Yeah. <clears throat> you want to clear that out there? What's the exact title there? I don't know. So we'll get into all that with uh, <clears throat> Aki Collins at twelve twenty-five. He's got how many McDonald's All Americans? Two. You know who also has two McDonald's All Americans? I believe. Who's that? Norton Hurt the fourth. Is that so? Yeah, I know Darion's. Darion one. Reed. Yeah, I think he's got two. He sent me. He sent me. A, uh, you know, one of those. Uh, Images, man. He's probably pretty sure he's got two, too. Okay. So the two men that join us, you know, both have four four McDonald's All American. We've made this McDonald's All American day. Well, it used we to, used to get him yeah, out of Memphis. Right, that's right. That's what I was going to say. This we, used to be a huge day. Even when Wiseman was at the McDonald's. Yeah. Do you he, remember that? Yeah, Wiseman I do was at the he's, Highland he McDonald's. Was, he was, yeah. What was that 18? That was a big day. Because he, he was a We're going to make McDonald's uh, uh, great again, bro. 
We're going to okay. make the McDonald's All-American game great again. My kid and loves McDonald's. One day we will do it uh, with Memphians. Yeah. With Memphis players. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It was once here at the Coliseum. By y'all, the way. Y'all got to go way back to remember that, though. That's I, old school. I don't know if it's a sign that uh, we have completely lost our foothold in Memphis or if truly nobody knows the young man's name, but nobody sit the nobody spit the, 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 kid, the, the name of the kid from Houston at me yesterday. So I'm trying to. Uh, oh my gosh! Try to, it, which is it? Is it a sign that we have lost our uh, our share of the audience, or is it just that this young man is that anonymous and that obscure, or that people don't watch women's basketball anymore in high school? Uh, maybe it was a fever dream in your sixth state. Uh, a no, it was weeks definitely ago. not. It maybe was, you didn't. You never really saw this kid. Maybe yeah, it doesn't I did. exist. I think it's. Uh, I think it's probably evidence of us losing our grip. Uh, well, the, the, I will say this as a show in, in our defense. The city of Memphis was obviously listening, and the city of Memphis has joined hey! us today. The Office of Community Affairs and Gerald Joyner, who works over there. Uh, the Office of Community Affairs Opportunity R3 program is brought to us Jamario Wilson, who's interested in journalism, and John, specifically, some of your betting takes. Okay. I was talking to Jamario before the show. Yeah. He's really interested in what you like this weekend. Okay. Particularly. But we've got the we've got the city listening and brother Joyner is with us now. How you guys doing? Doing What's well, up, man. Brother. Thanks Thanks for we, we, in. So at least uh-huh. the city's listening, John. Yeah, we got the city here. We're big fans, obviously. Man, appreciate obviously, you. Um Jason, we go back family connection. Long time. White Station High School. Um John, glad to meet you. Yeah, likewise. And I, and I can't, you know, I want to jump in on some of your takes because you know how your takes Come are. on with it. But Come on with it. <laughs> uh, we're really glad, glad that 92.9 and ESPN allowed for this accommodation for our Dude, it's our pleasure. participant. Um, the R3 program is a program that consists of 16 and 24-year-olds. Okay. The criteria is uh, you must be unemployed and you cannot be in school because that's what the whole program is about. Got building it. career pathways. So what we do. Opportunity. Um, Right. So the R3s is rethinking, rebuilding, and rebranding. Okay. And so it's a four-week program. You get a stipend. Um, and wow. each week is dedicated to week one is rethinking, week two is rebuilding, week four is rebranding, and week three, which we're in now, is the week of shadowing. And so basically when our participants are vetted and they apply, they apply, they come to interview, if they get into the program, we um, basically hook them up with any career opportunity that you can think of that you want to do. We get them a whole week, an entire week, where they go shadow what it looks like. You want to be in broadcast journalism, sports broadcast, come look and see what 92.9, what does Jason, what does John do, what does Brad do? That's a fantastic program. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And so we've had everything, y'all. I've I've had, I mean, obviously we do stuff like law, law enforcement, fire department, CNA, healthcare, logistics, all the major industries, particularly in the Mid-South, Memphis. Um, and you know, it's, you know, you can easily get somebody at the Shelby County, you know, uh, DA's office and work, you know, go down there and shadow. But I've had people even want to be wrestlers hey. and that's a hard thing to do. So <laughs> shout out to 901, uh, yeah. 901 wrestling. Cause we, uh, partner with them. So we're partnering with all types of that's awesome. uh, industries. And so our job is to make sure that they have the exposure and guys, you know, what you guys have done for us and, and a whole lot of branded companies in the community. We're just very appreciative of it. Dude, well, shout I, out to you. I, I did not shout know out to you uh, about this program together before, these kind of opportunities. you know, this week. So, you know, we talk about it all the time, you know, I mean, we're, we're part of the community here. We're part of the city. We're products Appreciate of Memphis. You. And, uh, you know, we talk about 16 to 24. That's, that's a yes. super important generation. That, is that demographic. Memphis. And yeah. so shout out to Mayor uh, Paul Young and the new administration, our new director of uh, community affairs, uh, the, the Reverend Dr. Reginald Boyce, 
uh, has taken over, coming in with his vision, and he's hit the ground running. They're only 24 days in, so we're just representing them, and we're trying to do the best that we can Getting to make work. Memphis be what it's supposed to be. I love I that. I love what you're I love doing, that. brother. I love Appreciate that. Y'all Happy to be a Thanks small part of that. And uh, yeah, Whatever we can do. Yeah, actually a, a, a very cool day uh, here on the show. Shout out to Jamario Man. for uh, being in the building. Anytime awesome. you're around Gerald, you're going to be outdressed. Yeah, That's for the other sure. thing about Gerald uh, J. Joint. I felt underdressed in here. I told him that. Yeah, he's, you're going to get outdressed up, like, anytime he, anytime he comes around. Whoa. Great man and obviously doing great things for this city. He's ready yeah. to go. So is this program. Yeah, so, John, they program. get to watch you up close today. That's right, man. That's right. I'll, I'll see if we can uh, you know, give Jamario some, some winners. winners. I'd like to do that. We are going to talk about the uh, NFL championship games this weekend uh, here in just a minute. So, anyway, yes, Norton Heard, the force, is going to join us at 125. So that is the show today. Let's do a little over-under, Brad. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over. Over. Under. Under. All right, so everybody wants to know about the Ravens. Margin of victory for the Ravens. Our staff has set the line, John, at four over-under. Yeah, so this number has moved a little bit, uh, a little out towards Baltimore. Opened at three, shaded Ravens, got to three and a half, now it's at the four at a couple of spots, including Superbook. Um, obviously, there's a couple of things here that I think you're monitoring for Kansas City. Status of Willie Gay, the spy who left the game after the first half against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He would be that, that would be his role against Lamar, right? Yep. The same way it was against Josh Allen. Um, and Different then, beast, though. <clears throat> Joe Tooney, uh, all-pro guard, is also uh, – he has a pec uh, strain. So, you know – you're talking about two very key players for the Kansas City Chiefs on the road against a Baltimore team that just handled the Texans in a way that they have not been handled in quite some time. Um, that held them without an offensive touchdown, that blew them out in the second half, that adjusted to the blitz, uh, the blitz rate in the second half yeah. uh, seamlessly. And um, and look, I mean, you could. You can easily make the – and I think this is where it gets difficult. It's like you're trying to work through what about Kansas City's offensive performance this past week and even last week against the Dolphins is about them or how much of it is about two defenses that are decimated and that were decimated by injury. Both both in this case were. I mean, Miami was – you know, that was sub-zero temperatures basically. Right. They were uh, fish out of water and – Buffalo, we know, was missing their leading tackler, uh, Tredavious White, among others. So that's the thing here is you're trying to find out and you're trying to work through what is real versus what is not with Kansas City. And I think, Jason, that every man at some point in his life has to make a choice. He has to make a decision. And my decision is Patrick Mahomes is the greatest thing we have seen since Tom Brady. He has been in this game six times. This will be his sixth appearance in the AFC Championship. That's crazy. And this is Lamar's first. This is Lamar's biggest game of his life. And he is amazing. And, like, you're not going to catch me throwing shade or slandering Lamar. I, I, I believe in everything he has done. Um, he's your MVP. He is. He is my MVP, no doubt about it, and and well deserved. Better believe it. Well deserved. With that being said, four is too many. Four is too many for a quarterback who is more talented than Tom Brady. 
more talented without a shadow of a doubt. If Tom Brady was getting four in any AFC championship game, it would be an auto bet. It would be a blind bet. We would say Tom Brady, the GOAT, is getting four points in an AFC championship game. We're taking Tom Brady. Well, it's time to reprogram the way we view Patrick Mahomes because he is the only person at that position who was going to come close to six. Or is it seven? Seven, right? Did he get did he get seven with the Bucks? Seven. So Super Bowls. Yes, seven. It was seven. Was yeah. His, yeah, six with the Patriots, John. Yeah. One extra. I'm sorry. I was thinking about what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Once your soliloquy's done. So that's where I'm at. I'm at I'm at Chiefs plus four. I'm gonna I'm gonna live with this. I'm gonna live with this with with so it's under. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Under. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback that has ever played the game in terms of talent. This has kind of turned into our J and J picks challenge. It feels like. Well, this is what it is. You know why? You on the opposite side. And I can tell from the smile that you love it. I I need it. I I have to have it to have any chance. Is this? You didn't know I was going to go here, so this ain't you playing catch up. You're two games behind me in the challenge. This is what you really feel deep down. I, I, it is. I'm not like super comfortable with it. I know, but I'm making a. I'm making. Now, a I stand. still see three and a half here. Well, I've got four, buddy. Okay, but but I and I heard you put a line down at four. That's all I'm saying is that well, it's four. I mean, well, again, it's I'm looking at three and a half. Well, this okay. is ESPN bed, but I'm well, sure you can. My okay. point is, as you would say, other shops. I'm sure you can. So I'm just curious. Is the, I'll, I'll take three and a half. Okay. If you if you if you don't want me to have the four, if you're that scared, I'll take it down to three and a half. Let me. Josh just had the chance to put the stake in him. He did. At home, he could. The Hardeman fumble. Yeah. There was your opportunity to go win it. Yep. Right. You think Lamar's going to blow this too? Remember, he's only done this once before. And you got to give him all the credit in the world. Your boy, he goes into Buffalo. He comes out of there with the win. They could have lost that game. Yep. Okay. Lamar ain't gonna miss, and it's different. Now, I don't. We don't need to talk through the defense. Tell me about the injury situation there. They're looking fine, right? Uh, Baltimore. The is only injury they have is Humphrey. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey, and that he is their best DB. This is a great defense, and one I'd tell you, we were giving Cleveland too much credit because of the how much different they were on road yep on road yep. it should have been this baltimore defense we were talking about the whole time so it's it's elite okay and this is a different baltimore offense i know he finished it up sort of he put houston away with his ability to run the ball what he run for 100 yards last week but don't forget this a lamar jackson that can beat you from the pocket he can he he has shown us that yeah. these last couple of years and been one of the best doing it yeah. it it ain't as someone put it, i think or orlovsky it ain't a remedial offense anymore. Agreed. With Zay and with with Odell out there, but well, we'll say we'll we'll stick with Zay. Odell is Odell, he's prancing around, he finding openings. Twelve. He'll yards. he'll get a big one, bro. When they need it, this is different. Is Mark Andrews playing? Yeah. Uh, well, it frankly, looks, they've it shown they don't like need him because I like a healthy, lively, and what they've done now with him probably better than any kind of a, a decreased Mark Andrews in terms of of his ability. Uh, this weekend, so uh, you see where I'm setting it up. And well, this I, this ain't just to go opposite you. No, it's definitely this not. is because I, I'm telling you what too. And we talked about the pressure on Josh Allen. There's a pressure on Lamar Jackson. This is at your house, absolutely, right. with a Super Bowl defense yep. and all your weapons. So there there are no excuses for Lamar. And I see a guy who ain't trying to make any. I see a guy who's locked in. He's gonna beat the goat. He's gonna stick the stake in him. Baltimore money line. Well, no, you got no. You got to take the points, bro. 
You got to take this. The, wasn't supposed to be the uh, challenge. It, it, it was over under. So what? I I just need to go three and a half. You're taking three and a half. That's the way it goes. So I got to go over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. I'm confident. Okay. We yeah, gonna yeah. put them down. Just no, like I just heard money ladder. You, you didn't want the points. We're gonna put them. It was a little bit of a letdown. What I, I see because of where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, we're gonna put them down just like we did the Texans in the second half. Well, look. The odds are that if Baltimore Lamar wins, Jackson locked in. If Baltimore wins, the odds are they just cover that number, right? I mean, that's just the, that's what the probability. You, you making me take the number? I'll take the number. No, you have that's the that's the way it's gonna go, man. You can't just you unless can't just, unless uh, underdog last week and we call I call money line on KC. Yeah, it's yeah you get you have to be you, you have get to be sort of yes. more props if you call the right. the underdog. So, so to get I did the not props. call the win. I just called the points. And what was the the money line you called week before? Packers. Green Bay is underdog. Yeah, 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 yeah. got you. Yeah, that's the one I've called. Don't be don't get mad at me because I'm, I'm on the mad. I'm just, on the you, side you of righteousness. Have, you can't here. have Ravens money line, bro. You got to lay the points. All right, uh-huh. we got to put points on this. He's laying points. That's the job. Well, I want to lay three and a half. Well, yeah, we'll we'll let him do that. We're gonna let him lay three and a half. I'll take the, I'll take. You're giving me the field goal. I'll take the field goal all day long there with the go. greatest quarterback that we have seen I don't know. since yep. Tom Brady. I'm laying three throws, and a half. He throws no look passes. Okay, he is. We're gonna be elevated. We're gonna come in here Monday, and and we've said it before. We've given him respect, burgers, everything else. John has elevated him, but we're gonna be talking a new way about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson coming here next week. I kind of feel that vibe. I'm, I'm gonna he be, is locked in, bro. I'm gonna be very sad if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win. I You've am. already done this. I have not put it in officially yet, but I'm going to. Oh I know myself. This I is know. where you're going with it. I know. I know myself. No, is this a real money bet like last week, where you're really? It will not probably be that size because I'm very scared. Okay, I admit that I'm very, okay. I'm very scared of the Ravens because I know they're going to do the same thing from a game plan perspective. I just got, I got a feeling, and they're going to probably do it better, right? So how does how does Kansas City change? You know their their lack of success versus Buffalo in the run game. How can they change? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. We will take Kelsey out. That's in very, a way that Buffalo did not. They'll, pr- they'll put like Hamilton on and him. And we will make you throw yes. it to the Valdez Scanlon. We stepped up that, last week. Right. I got to hand it that's to right. him. Hilaire, that, Pacheco. That's, that's what's going to happen. That's right. Because, oh, they're going to stop the run. Yeah. They're going to do that. This this is a great Baltimore defense. Good. I, I feel good about this. Maybe too good. Let's do the uh, let's do the the last. Uh, okay, go. We're going to skip ahead NFL here to Doc. Uh, you want to do let's the do next? The, yeah, the one more NFL. Side. Well. Okay, let's let's do the 49ers. Margin of victory for the Niners. The number is seven. Over under. Yeah, look, uh, to me, it all comes down to Debo. But we're back together again. Yeah, and if he does play, uh, I think this is, you know, this is 49ers all day. I mean, it, it's, one of those, it's one of those sides where it's like, man, really, seven? Ba- based on what the Lions have, how the Lions have looked, they took care of business against the Bucks. how bad the 49ers looked against the Packers. I feel like it's too high. Um, but, but I will say this. I think this is actually a good chance for, you know, the 49ers have heard all the talk about Brock Purdy and how he's not elite and how he's this and that. And and I think this is actually an opportunity against what is honestly a bad Lions defense to impose their will on offense. I know it's a big line. Part of me is like, could you really lay seven? But I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay the seven with the 49ers. And I think they put the Lions out of the uh, – out of the out of the playoffs, valiant effort, valiant run, but we are outside now. We are outdoors, wow. and I think this Lions team tends to shrink, you know, in these situations when they're outside of a dome. So I will take uh, 49ers defense gonna gonna show up like like Goff. I feel like is not gonna have the magic that that Jordan Love had. I just don't. I just don't. You know. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you. My confidence level in him is is low. He's a especially statue. when you, when you are getting pressure on him. Exactly right. He can't move. 
You know, Jordan Love actually doesn't get enough credit. He's slippery. So but what's helped him is the run game. I'm taking the seven. And how physical they can be. I, That's I'm going to leave you the opportunity to take the lines, but I'm going to take the 49ers minus seven. You know, I mean, it's it's a party without a full-strength Debo that scares me. Cause that's And I got I mean, party could have earned it. What, what was Shannon? I thought it was like 0-30 when trailing yes. by five or more going in the fourth yes. quarter. So you have to give Purdy credit for that drive, and you do it without Debo. Yep. So solid job. But that offense was different without Debo, and that's what that's what scares me, particularly with the, with the number so high. Uh, I think Detroit can, you know, they've shown they, could, they, can, they can run it on just about anybody. Uh, again, this San Francisco defense is legit, though. I, my gut tells me here this number's too high, but I'm going to go, you know what, give me the points. You want the let's, Lions. Let's make this fun. This one really is just about being on the well, you, I, This I, one here, I'm, right. I get to say you don't I, feel super and what strong you, I'm either seven, way. I'm seven and three, right? You're it, two ahead. Yeah. You're two ahead. My gut tells me here, Niners roll. Uh-huh. But let's have a little fun. Okay, all right. Because I mean, you get a touchdown. I, I need great golf. I need a running game. And it, hopefully it all comes down to the Super and Bowl. I, and That'd and be need, perfect. And I need a Debo that's, you know. Fifty to sixty percent, yep. and, and won the kick because he seems darn. He seems determined to play. So, yep, we'll just make it a little fun. Here. I, I appreciate that. Give yeah. me a chance. Give you a chance, and then it'll here. all come down to the Super Bowl if we're lucky. If if this side of the table is lucky, it'll all come down to the Super Bowl. Kind of going against what got me here. Here, that's right. That's right. It's going with just your to gut. give you a chance. Well, you're and a good man. You're a great man for that. Uh, it's probably going to cost me. It might. I th- I'm feeling zero and two for you against the spread this week, uh, setting up what will be an epic Super Bowl. Lamar and golf. Okay. Chiefs, 49ers. That, that that's the that's the Super Bowl that nobody's talking about. That would be epic. Wow. Uh, but uh, anyway, should be a fun week uh, of NFL action. We'll come back. Marcus Gennaro is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about Memphis basketball reactions versus overreactions, what he expects on Sunday against UAB. Lots more to come. Jason and John, how turn FM, ESPN. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs like we have, uh, you've been doing it from the sidelines like us. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, you can bet this Sunday's conference championship games we just talked about with 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Got Chiefs, Ravens, Detroit, 49ers. You know which sides we're on. So if you want to get in on this action, go to FanDuel. Right now, they make it simple. You can get started again with that $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Placing that first $5 bet win, you go to FanDuel.com slash Smith. Again, that uh, promo code, FanDuel.com. Put in J-S-M-I-T-H. We thank you. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And, of course, of 929 FM ESPN, you must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-drawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee. Red line 1-800-889-9789. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Mark Giannato is a sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal, host of Giannato and Jeffrey every day right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Joins us every Wednesday, and he joins us now. Okay. All right. Time to get into, and this is no pun intended, the nitty-gritty. 
Okay. Oh, of, my. Of Memphis basketball. You like that, Jason? Welcome to the show, first of all, Jason. Glad um, to have you here. Nitty Gritty is the name of Penny's Restaurant. That's it. That's right. Take him okay, so um, there's there's two things I want to address. Specific- well, let's just start with the first thing I want to address, which is okay. analytics versus yeah. backward sort of looking bracketology, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you fundamentally agree with the 40.4% chance that Torvik specifically has assigned to Memphis getting an at-large bid? I do not. Um, I I like analytics. I think, like, they are useful and illuminating and helpful. But, and I feel this way about the NFL, too, I feel like we're, we've, We've gone too far. Wonder it was like twenty years ago. It was too far in the like. What, what, what does analytics mean? Like blah blah blah. Like the Michael Wilbon stance that, right, that kind right. of gained track. That type of stance. Like who needs analytics? You get laughed like, out of the room. You know that we were too far in that direction. Like that argument having like credence yeah. um, twenty years ago, and now I feel like we're too far the other direction of like you know these numbers are taken as gospel, and we're not consider we're consider like. We basically just take the num- you know, in some ways, take the number that agrees with our argument, and then don't John. consider all. I, I don't. I don't necessarily. No. I don't think there are. I don't think there are forty percent chance of making the tournament. Like I don't. I don't think I believe that. I, I just think. I think we need to consider trust your eyeballs. That's no, what but, you're telling you well, no, it's, not, I, no, it's kind of ugly. It's really. trust your eyeballs, but also like just. Take the full picture right. of it's, things. It's, it's marry your eyeballs with the math, yes. right? I mean, yes. that's the, you, you per- need to do both. It's a yeah. nuanced thing. Right. It's Agreed. not like one or the other. Yep. And I think, you know, the nuance of it to me in this situation is it's January 20-something. There's six weeks of, like, regular season basketball. So much can change, I think, personally. I don't think a team – What? go think about who the best teams were at the end of January last year. I can tell you this, it was not UConn. It was not – you know, right. like, it was not Kansas State necessarily. It was not – you know, like, they, it cha- a lot can change over – like, this is still not early in the season, but we're in the midseason and we're in mm-hmm. a point where, you know, it's kind of um, – I don't want to say – it's not the doldrums, it's like where – if you're going to run into issues, this is probably, especially like if you're Memphis, you look at it this way. Like, we're running into issues at least at a better – it's better to run into these issues now than in February. And you have some time to figure it out, especially with this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, they've done damage to their profile. I think what's been borne out over the last couple of days is they haven't done, like, heavy-duty damage to their profile just yet. They, if they continue on this path, yes, they will. If they continue to lose games, right? Uh, they will. But right now, as they stand in this week off, you know, they still would have a better seed probably in the NCAA tournament than they did the last two years. Yeah, even today. I don't, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but it's like, so, it's like it's like the 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 prop. Like this is where the predictive stuff comes in. It's like. Where does it stop, right? Well, Where does the slide end? I mean, yeah, that, that's ultimately the big question. Is this the low point of the season, or do we? Or is this going to slide further? Because I go, that that's really what it comes down. Like, I don't think they're going to go undefeated the rest of the way, but at the same time, if you look at the schedule coming up, 
they're not playing any even any of the teams that are really considered in like the top half of the league this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. John like, says, watch out for this UAB team. Yeah, I mean, I mean UAB scares them. the hell out of me. I mean, and after, they just lost. No, so after be on UAB. I'm talking after you. After playing UAB. Rice yeah. and you're playing, okay. you know, um, I, I, I don't have the schedule out. In Kim front Palm of me, has them 23 and 8, and Torvik has them 22 and 9. Yeah, I'd be is shocked. That, is that enough? I mean, I. Well, I'd be. I mean, that would put you on the bubble for sure. Yeah. If you were 22 and 9, that means you're. Lo- I mean, that means you're losing five more games in conference. That means you're going 11 and 7 in league play. That that's you'd be you'd, you'd maybe be on the wrong side of the bubble if you did that. Um that being said, I don't think they're going 11 and 7. There's no, no. I, I think they're going to be better than what that. What if they're 12 and 6? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just I mean, depends I on who's against. It's like I personally don't think it's going to go that low. To I me mean, like I I think we're going to remember this as the low point of the season. And when you Similar really to the other two. When, like when I like listen, I get it. They've played a lot of close games, but if you could just as easily talk yourself into they should be eighteen and one right now, too. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I mean they only lost these two games by a combined three points. I mean you know, like if you have a full crowd at the USF game, do you lose that game? Like if it's not icy and whatever, if you have a regular crowd at that game, do, do you lose that? I don't know. Yeah. If Jaquan Walton's healthy in the second half the other day, like I I, I would guess they maybe they win that game. You know, you're not playing Jaden Hardaway 29 minutes or whatever, 27 minutes if Jaycon Walton's playing in that game. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not ready to panic. It's obviously Penny's telling us it's a crisis. You can't ignore that. Like, he's telling us we're in kind of crisis mode a little bit here, whatever you want to call it. Back to the basics, hardest practices of the year. Like, that's very clearly the move of a coach who realizes yeah. his team is at a perilous point, and he's said as much. Um but I also think like this week, getting this week off right now feels like perfect, right? Doesn't it feel like really like a great time for them to have a week off? Yeah, it does. Um, and now the question to me is, can they stay healthy from here? Also, we saw against Tulane, like now because Caleb Mills is out, um, and you know, like they can't they they can't really withstand probably another long term loss to their nucleus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Um, you know, you saw with Walton out, like you really need him now. No question. With with Caleb Mills out. Um, so that part is also a variable in all of this for the stretch run. Like, can they stay relatively healthy the rest of the way? Is that is the Caleb Mills thing the only thing they have to deal with? Um, so but I, I, I still think Penny's shown he gets his teams to play well at the end of the year. They're still in a better spot than any of his teams have been. Other than maybe, I guess, the Wiseman team, because they started off so fast that year, yep. but obviously went downhill <laughs> right around now. But like the last two years when they made the tournament, they're in a better spot today than those teams were on this day. Like, and that's, so, I mean, that's, that is true. And so I, I, I think there's reason to be concerned. I, let's see what, if they come out of this week, this back to the basics week, right. and like, you know, go to UAB and lose. You know, then you have to, you know, then obviously it, it ratchets up. They still, again, would be an NCAA tournament-type profile, I think, even if they lost that game. But obviously, you know, three is a, is an, is officially a losing streak, you know, and so mm-hmm. that would be concerning. Like, but I expect them, I think, I hope, if Penny, like if, if this is truly like a good team, they'll emerge from this week off 
And I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated the rest of the way, but at least for the next few games, we'll look like a renewed team if they're actually any good. And I think they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how good. And ultimately, no matter what happens from here, I would just caution on like passing judgment on the team until we get to the end of the season because it's college basketball. All anyone remembers is what you do in the tournament. That's it. Like if you're no like. No one. If you go to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, no one's gonna really remember the bumps in the road as like yeah. pa- perilous but we or bad. We haven't been doing side. that because the path's been so tough, which adds. I agree. To the I agree. Wanting the path to be. But a let's say easy. they're a six seed. Like that's not. Yeah, well, that, I mean, it's not I'm the t- worst spot. It's better than where you've yeah. been. Because I think right now they're probably a six or a seven but, seed, and my gut tells me they're gonna stay right around there. That's how I think this ends. But I'm, I don't think I'm, they're gonna get back up to a three or four seed. But I don't think they're gonna like. Create, you know, I don't think they're going to let the rope go. Like, I still think they can win the regular season AAC title. Um, like, 14 and 4 still seems realistic to me. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, I know they've lost their 4 and 2, so that involves going 10 and 2 the rest of the Here's way. One, that, day, one day FAU and one other one. But that feels that's, realistic that's to realistic. me, and that would put them at 25 and 6. If you go back and look, like back in I think it was seventeen. It was when Mick it was Mick Cronin's last year at Cincinnati. A twenty five and six Cincinnati American champion was a six seed in the NCAA tournament. Like I think you know I, I had him at like twenty six and five before the year, and like this little skid has made me go down by a game probably if I had to predict play it all out. But I mm-hmm. still think they're going to be in a decent spot, and they'll have a chance in the tournament to make a run. That's I. I maybe I'm. I, that's not based on. It's based on some, I guess, analytics, no, if you will. The, it's the Michigan gut. It's the gut feeling of like I've watched this team. You can see there's chemistry issues, but if right, if if Penny's a good coach, and I do think he's a good coach, and if this is a good team, and I think it's a good team from what I've seen, like they're gonna snap out of this. Like they're gonna figure it out. There's too many guys on this team. Um. Too many good players on this team, I think. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's uh, yeah. not set in stone. But. And I think that's like, look, they lost Caleb Mills, right? They lost Caleb Mills. Jaquan Walton healthy. You got Jaquan Walton, who is point. actually three of the last four games. His offensive nope. rating is insane. Well, people, right? people there's history. I wrote this. Did, I wrote did you this. go find this stat that well, you're about I just to tell knew, us? I just, or did, did, I did was find it, it. I knew about it last Cause, year. Because it's impressive. Cool. It well, is. And it, I knew, it seems like it matters. I knew it's about funny. it last year because in the middle, he... This part of the slump included, Memphis. included the Memphis stop, and I know the Wichita writer Taylor Eldridge, who covers them for the Wichita yeah. Eagle, and he was like mention it to me, and I I know Jaquan Jaquan is like one of those guys. He was like a one of Penny's first recruiting targets when he got the oh, Memphis yeah. Yeah. job. I covered his recruitment a lot. Heard so, uh, him for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> he was on Herd's team, mm-hmm. and after he got Tyler Harris, he tried to go get Jaquan Walton for the next year, and Jaquan chose Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but, so I was familiar with Jaquan. Anyway, tell John the stack, because so, I don't think he knows it. And so I interrupted last year, he went through a slump of five games where he shot 0 for 18 from three-point range at Wichita. And then over the last, once he That's snapped crazy. out of it, over the last, like, 13 games of last year at Wichita, he averaged 16 points a game on 43.5% three-point shooting. 43.5. 
Yeah, and that's I mean, what. That's to your point. It kind of looks like what you've been getting here the last couple. Of, but you need him. I mean, you I think he's him. like your only real zone buster because I mean, David Jones is more of a scorer, right? A, 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 he's still a, shooting it at like 37, 38 percent. He's shooting the ball really well. There's no doubt. I just no, feel like in terms Quinterly's of spot the up one. guy, Quinterly's the one man. You need. He can't play like he did in that second half no. the other day. That was. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, like, he was. He was, he was, he was turn he the was, ball over, flagrant foul. Yeah, you can't have that. And you know, those two guys are really important. And then. You know, I, I think if I'm Penny right now, I know it's weird to say this, but like you got right now, your strength in terms of talent, it feels like is inside, and so it's to me, it's about how is he going to utilize those four bigs will be very interesting to me because now you, it feels like you have a true like, okay, Jordan and Tomlin are your fours, and Dandridge and Brown are your fives, and so it feels like. When you need offense, maybe you're go- you're turning to Brown at the five, and it, when you need like defense and rebounding, you're going to Malco, and then kind of the same thing with the fours. But like, how exactly are you going to deploy them? Because you know Jordan has not played well the last two games. Tomlin has been he shows he's he very clearly has a lot of t- offensive talent. Yeah, what slowed him down? Is it trying to grasp think, the concept? I don't think he knows what he's doing. He was better early, yeah. when he was just playing ball early when you just kind of threw him out there. I don't think like. he knows what he's doing a lot, especially yeah, on defense. Now he's when you watch him on defense, and, yeah. he like and like and it I mean it makes him down sense the whole game. Now. Yeah, it makes it sense. It, so, but at the same time, you know, he does provide some offensive bursts for you. Oh, for um, sure. And so um and then, you know, See, I would be stunned if Brown doesn't play, like, in this game against UAB. The thing about him is I saw the picture at Tulane, and he looked like he had lost weight. And then I read Munns, who said that Brown told him he'd lost seven pounds since he's been gone. Yes. He actually looks like he's in better shape now yeah. than he was in. So I, I well, maybe get him he, out there. Maybe he's just he was so sick, bro. Mm-hmm. He was so sick he wasn't eating. I tell you what, it looks good on him. Yeah, well, he was like, well, so when the, I mean, so, it looks so good losing the, the weight because all the talk was about how out of shape he looked. Well, the one thing is, is what they what, they need more effort on defense, and whatever they're gonna, whatever it means. That's where they really miss that, Caleb to me. That's where they miss yeah. Caleb, and that's why I I am really a proponent of they need to play Jalen Young more. Like Penny said it a few games yeah, ago, and then hasn't really done spark. it. He that. turns the ball over a lot. That is like the big issue with Jalen Young. He turns the ball over a lot. And you've seen Penny has tried to play him with Javon Quinterly, I think, for that reason, even though they they get real small. But I think you should just cut, like, just figure it out if you can use him, just him. Like, yeah, yeah I wouldn't do it with Quinterly because he, like, creates havoc. And, like, if you look at his, they're, they're a much better defensive team when he's on the floor. Yeah. And that's your problem right now. He gets up under people. He and, like, I'm not saying start him, but I'm saying give him more consistent minutes I in agree. the middle of the game. Um, like I think there that's was a the chance, way he's gonna have to go. There was a chance in that Tulane game the other day. They were up like six or seven for like three or four minutes with you know in the midway through the second half. And I'm watching the game. I'm going, God, they 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 are like two buckets away from winning this game. You know, like if they stretch this to double digits, Tulane won't come back. You know, like you'll have them. They get and they couldn't. They couldn't get the stops. They couldn't get score. Like they just and um. It just felt like they needed a spark in that moment, and I, I kept going like, "Man, I would go with Jalen Young here." And I you know, listen, Penny is the coach. He's made a lot of good decisions over the years. I know he, uh, people get frustrated with his rotations, and listen, he's just different. Um, but um, you know, 
if you look at this is where I get into the numbers. Like you need to like trust your eyes and trust the numbers. If you look at the numbers, what he should be doing is playing eight guys. That's he's, what the numbers are telling. He's you. even said a top eight. He's called it his own. Top With Jalen Young is probably the eighth, and maybe Jordan Brown is your ninth because you know, like if, yeah. if you need another big, um, and I don't think he's going to do that ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, you know, emphasize guys more. But again, I still go back to they. They could be like, I think they win that game if Jaquan Walton's healthy. I think, you oh, know, do. if it's a normal home game against USF, and again, that doesn't mean, like, things are honky-dory, you know, like, they don't look as good as they did in non-conference play. It is very clear. And Penny has gotten at numerous reasons why, he thinks, you know, and it is ultimately up to him to make sure this doesn't become, like, some sort of nosedive. And I, I, but I trust that he... he I He's earned the benefit this, of the doubt with the last two seasons. Alone. I think this week, I think they're going to come out and look good against UAB. That's what my gut's telling me. They're going to come out and look good against UAB. Man, I hope you're right. <clears throat> I really do. It's just that UAB team, they lost last night to Charlotte, so you're getting them off That's an predicted. L. I mean, I just, I, you know. We had Andy Kennedy, like, begging the fans to come to the Memphis game before they played Charlotte. It's going to be the most hostile. And some fans are mad about that, actually. I saw one comment, so you shouldn't be so focused on Memphis. Right, right, right. But, but that, that, that gives you a lot of. Right. It's going to add some pressure, yeah. It gives you a lot of, uh, you Both know, teams are going to be desperate for a Imagery win. that this is going to be, the, you, he is selling out for this game. Like he Bruce, has. Like Bruce Pearl sold out for Tennessee when they, it was one versus two, right? I mean, he was getting on the tables at rendezvous, bro. How high playing, but, up are you going to raise this UAB team? But here's what I was I'm saying. just saying. Now they, they're number two in no, the country, no, fool. No, this is how good. This is going to be Man, good for Memphis, This is two days yes. of you making this team better than it is. You don't think Memphis is going to come in like if, – if Memphis comes in unfocused and overconfident into this one, then they're not a good team. Like, that, that, that's how I would look at it. It's like, just on the road. That's what, that's what really I know, worries me. but they got me. more talent. Like you, they, they, they have more team. talent than Tulane. They have more talent than South Florida. It's like Tulane's I, got some talent though. Tulane's got guys that are going to make money playing basketball for a long time. Yeah, I mean Kevin Several Cross guys. and Forbes, Forbes. And, and that Sion James guy. That guy's a pro. Might like, as well in have been China Zion or whatever. But, the way but Tigers but, were but Hunter ain't beating nobody else with it. He just only he beat Memphis. Right. Well, I'm disappointed say, in him and the said only because no, they, they, that been, he, they should be a better program. I agree. Got to give him all the credit in the world. He owns Memphis right now. I agree. They should be better. Or I would, I would point six. out one of the things that I think harms the AC's perception is they do terrible out of conference. Yes. Like, like other off. than Memphis, the league does he terrible out of conference. Else. But I would point out if you really look at it, most of the teams in the league do not get to play out of conference home games. They they have they're like buy games, you know, like or or neutral site games. Yep. Uh, Memphis is one of the few teams in the league that gets to play home games against Power Five teams. So that's true. I, mean, that's true. Um, I think that hurts the perception. Now, I you know technically the Mountain West probably has the same problem, um, but I do think you know Americans and they're, worse and they're this much year. better. It's ninth as opposed to oh, eighth. Yeah. It's been last year. Atlantic ten, Atlantic ten, and uh, and the Mountain West are better. Sad. Um, but you and John got to get us out. I mean, you got to get us out of this conference. No, well, that's I mean, I'm that's, holding that's you to. And the problem is, it's bearing out. It's harder to win. It's harder to win than the perception exactly. suggests. It's harder but, to win but, in league. But, but you don't get that. No, no, no. You know but what I'm saying? Ultimately, because the league stinks so bad in non-conference play, by and large, yep. You don't. It doesn't. You know, bear out. Now, you know, like Tulane is a is an exception. Like Tulane, you're right. Should be. It feels like should be better. <sighs> With the be. talent he's had run through there, yeah, um, pros, like you said. You know, he did lose the point guard 
uh, to oh, LSU. LSU. Yeah, that was um, I wanted him here, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I, you know, I don't know. But it's also like he's one of the few teams that had like a bunch of guys coming back. Most times in the AAC now, it's like every team's just brand new the next year. But and it's going to be even more so now that it's. You know, there really are going to be no restrictions on transfers. Right. Um, right. Like, it's going to be, thir- you know, I don't know. I think the best teams are going to be the ones that only have to replace, like, eight or nine guys rather than 13. Right. You know, That's like, true. or 12 That's or 13. Um, That's true. What, uh, what, if anything at all, do you expect from the Grizzlies in terms of roster reconstruction this year? Anything before trade deadline? Any big – because I, I think we're all sort of at the same point, but I want to make sure. I'm I'm – not expecting some sort of big Me move at the deadline. I think if there's something, it'll be back end of the roster, just trying to like consolidate some consolidate. of the stuff. Yeah, or like, yeah, like I don't, yeah, exactly. Trading a couple wings for some second mm-hmm. round, get involved as a third team and like a deal just to like clear up the roster and maybe get a pick back or something like that. What would you do with Kennard? Would you try to get a couple assets? What a couple of second round picks with it, and a young, so you know. My my thing you, is, is I want to know what I want to know what the first round pick is before. If I'm going to make a big trade, I want to know what I have in the first round pick. Like I want to yeah, know I, is I get, it the, I get that approach? Is it the number but, three pick? Is it the, you know because like maybe I can package the number three pick in Canard this offseason. Oh, absolutely, it'd be a different scenario. So, now he you'd have to pick up the team option, the fourteen million team option. I think is what it is, and. Because I, my sense is, is that they're thinking in their heads, we're just going to run this back by and large. With you the, don't the, think they want, they need to shed his contract? At least get a little lower on that number with Baines kicking in next year. Just the they money. They could. I mean, the, it's just a question of are they willing to pay the luxury tax for one year? Because so well, it's they a seem one to year suggest thing. They are. But. Um, and I would I would not be against trading Canard. I'm just saying in my head, I, I don't think it, it, it does feel like a running, running back situation whether he's there or not. You know, like to me, the right. roster spots that seem open are a insure some sort of big man as insurance for if Clark, for Clark and Adams next year. Like you need another big in some form or fashion, and like to me, a reliable veteran in case Steven Adams isn't. You know, or if like you can make a trade for you know people throwing like Wendell Carter out there, that'd be that'd be a dream scenario. Yeah. But like some, you know, getting something better than Bismack Biombo, you know, um, in case Adams and Clark or one or the other don't come back the same, and then it's like you know, I, I'm presuming Vince Williams. You know, if you go through it, it's the top three: Ja, Jaron, oh, Dez, I did it yesterday. It's Marcus clear. Smart. Steven Adams, that's yep. your starting lineup. And Jerry, yeah. B- ba- yeah, Brandon Clark. Vince. Vince Williams. Canard. Canard, if he's still on the roster, yeah. Santi. Santi. We're up to nine. Nine. And then that 10th spot, you know, I guess it could be GG. Or, it, you know, you could it could be, you know, that big. Then get the rest out. That's what I said. That 11 through whatever the rest of it was. Zaire. Well, one Rod- of them, one of them's going to be Derrick Rose. I don't think you're going to get rid of. Derrick oh no, Rose. Well, I, so I meant some of that wing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Roddy, Zaire, you're not going to be able to LaRavia. get rid of all of them. But yeah, yeah. you got you, well some of that. Some of it. The yes. majority of that's got to. You go. got to figure out a way. Got to go. Yeah, you got to figure out a way to package it, and maybe it's in some. I mean, out of that stuff lo- came Vince. Well, and then you also have to realize it's either going to be that tenth spot. Also, is if you have a high first round pick, it's that yeah, player, or it. it's you know who you trade. You know, I I think. 
But the seven or eight or nine, you can see it. Yes. You, you, you just got to figure out Stephen Adams and Kennard. Yeah. And so that's why to there's – it doesn't make sense to me to make a major deal right now unless I – mean, something comes to you that's like yeah. great, but I, does it ever play out like that for them at the trade deadline? It no, hasn't that, seemed well, to hasn't in the past. Um, you know, if you can get involved in some of these fire sales and pick up, you know, some picks or, you know, consolidate the roster, that'd be great. Yep. You know, if, yeah, that that insurance plan – Big man falls into your lap, or some sort of wing falls into your lap. Sure, make it make a deal, but like you know, I, you're, it's so weird to me. They're in like it's a hold. It's this holding pattern because yeah, you're going to run a bit. You know, it's a holding pattern, yeah. and so um, I think the best deal you can make is if this is a high, really high pick. And so I would hold out exactly and wait and see what this pick is before you know, like and then make a deal like on draft night. If you want to make a deal, yep. and made, that's when, just like you did this year with Marcus, you know, you made your bigger deal mm-hmm. at the at the draft, um, or right ahead of the draft. Um, that would seem to be because, like these, typically these deadline deals, it feels like you. And now it started. It felt like it started earlier this year, but you, it feel, that, maybe this is not borne out by research. But just again, the, the gut mm-hmm. tells me that like you end up paying more at the deadline than you would if you do the deal in the offseason. Always. Um, and so, you know. It's a championship good. I trust it. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 